I'd like to bring the word of compassion in there because I think it's being open and non-judgmental about people thinking, seeing, voicing things differently. Um, that is really going to make the uh, the change that is needed, or at least was going to make the ball rolling. In this podcast, we will explore some of the leadership paradoxes that emerge from the fact that nowadays leaders are asked to navigate a world that is facing significant and increasingly urgent challenges. In a digital and complex world with global megatrends such as the speed and scale of technological development and the imbalance of age and demographics, the need for leadership that is fit for the task has increased. To succeed, leaders need new skills and characteristics that ultimately require the ability to possess seemingly opposite sets of capabilities. COVID-19 has accelerated the importance of these characteristics, those paradoxes of leadership as we call them. This podcast elaborates on these and connects them to this year's results of PwC's CEO survey and Hopes and Fears survey, taking into account the views of thousands chief executives and almost 33,000 members of the general public worldwide. Listen to Debbie Janning, partner in the people and organization practice of PwC in the Netherlands, Anja Spansky, global lead of the PwC Center of Excellence for Leadership and partner in the German people and organization practice, and Blair Shepard, PwC's global strategy head and author of the book 10 Years to Midnight. One term that we always keep hearing about leadership in the future is the paradoxical mindset of leaders that we need to evolve to. Um, we work at PwC, we work with the six paradoxes of leadership as a mindset framework for leaders. And Claire, I know that you are the brain behind um, that framework. Can you elaborate a bit on where you were coming from and how that evolved for us? Yeah, it was actually a team project. So, so you know, I, I'm, I'm the face in front of a lot of work by a team. Um, it actually began with not focused on leadership. We were trying to understand the forces acting on the world so we could build our own strategy inside PwC. And, um, and we, we went around the world and interviewed people in government, civil society, business, um, just on the street, um, and asked them what they were worried about. And the same five things came up again and again and again and again. They were the same five worries. We coined the phrase adapt to describe them. So really quickly, it was sort of a growing disparity in the world, asymmetry, um, the impact, disruptive impact of climate and technology on our lives, the, the ways in which age uh, made that worse in different ways around the world. So in Nigeria, it would be educational needs and needs for work, or in, in Northern Europe would be the, the, the impact of people retiring. Um, the growing polarization in the world, and, and as a consequence, declining trust in institutions, right? And so as we looked at those issues and studied them and looked at the people who are doing a good job of addressing them, we saw that they had a pattern of capabilities that was different from what I had been doing developing leaders my entire life, right? And, and so we, we, we looked at people who were good in each of those cases and discovered sort of six dilemmas or paradoxes, apparent paradoxes they had to resolve. And that became a framework that we developed and applied it back and it worked really well. We've used it internally and it's, and it's been pretty powerful actually. As always working with the paradoxes, you come to a point where you feel like all of them are connected. So none goes without the other because there's always implication um, on the other paradox. So it's, it's really to... They are, absolutely. They're somehow messy, yet you need them all in order to be able to, uh, to work towards the future. 
Absolutely. It's a big ask of leaders uh, these days, but a challenge that is also a very um, fascinating one. So when we come from the more standard view on leadership and leadership development, you know, we look at um, development areas, we want to develop them. The question here to me really is, can my mindset navigating those paradoxes really be developed? So can I, for myself, also balance my weak areas? Or do I definitely need other people to do that? Is there no way for me to... Uh, to work on my mindset. So I think, let me start then, Debbie, you have a perspective, I think it's important on this one. So, so a couple of things. The first is, it's worth actually doing what got us to the paradoxes in the first place, which is, what are the challenges I'm grappling with as a leader? And, and we highlight some of those in the survey we're about to talk about, right? What are the challenges I'm grappling with as a leader? And what does that require of me? And what you'll see is it's going to require you to be good at things that feel mutually contradictory, right? you then have to be sufficiently self-aware that you know where you're not strong. Then the question becomes, how do I develop it, right? And, and a couple of things about that. One of them is use your strength to build your weakness. So if you're a nerd and you really love technology, use technology to learn how to become a human being, right? And understand human systems and so If you're really good at people, work with people to learn to be a technologist, right? So, so use your strength to, to build. And I think the other one is, Back to Debbie's point, if you have a diverse team because you need it, because you don't have all the things, really respect and study and appreciate the person who is where you're not strong. Because even if you're not good at it, you have to know how to use it. Um, and, uh, and, and so you got to be good enough. So Debbie, any thoughts on that one? Um, well, I, I, I would like to concur to what you, you ended up with, because I think that is really the the that's crucial in, in moving ahead. And I, I'd like to bring the word of compassion in there because I think it's it's being um, uh, open and non-judgmental about people thinking, seeing, voicing things differently. Um, that is really gonna make the, uh, the change that is needed or at least was gonna make the ball rolling. So I think you have to have that open mindset in order to be able to do that in a proper way. So compassion is something that I think is not per se something that we've used a lot in leadership development so far, but uh, uh, loving compassion is, I think, something that's going to be very, very relevant. Yeah, this is going to sound odd, but but actually you're, you're describing the ways in which we need to be, be political and a high integrity politician, right? So so in a sense, because the world is interdependent, because the world is complicated, you actually need to understand people on their terms and feel what people are feeling, right? Which is at the heart of empathy and compassion. Because if you don't, you won't, you'll never find the solution that works for everybody, right? Um, that, that the old way of kind of log rolling or trading off in the back room, it's a different kind of politics that's required. We still need to persuade and create coalitions and negotiate, but it has to come from a better understanding of the other and because of that, it actually allows us to retain our integrity in the process, right? Um, the other versions of politics wouldn't, right? And, and so I think there are some themes like self-awareness and compassion and empathy that will cut across every one of the paradoxes um, if you're going to deliver them well. It sounds like a lot leaders need to develop for the future, a lot that organizations need to develop their leaders on. Um, and we see also from the survey that there is, there will be an increase in leadership development um, looking at that landscape and listening to our discussion, people might feel like, okay, but what do we develop leaders on for the future? You know, it, it all sounds paradoxical. It all, all sounds ambiguous. 
So where do we put our money best when we look at leadership development? So before we answer, can we put that back to you? I know you're the one doing the questioning, but can we put that back to you and hear your perspective? Because you've thought about this one a lot. I did, yeah. Yeah, to me, actually, the best way to prepare leaders is to prepare them for a world they cannot prepare for, right? To be okay with what we discussed, be okay with not knowing everything, not being able to do everything, but be um, aware of your strengths and aware of your development areas and be strong enough to put people that are stronger in certain areas next to you, actually. And, and that's a mindset, and I see that with, very, with a lot of very hierarchical organizations especially, um, that step, that leap that leaders need to take in order to be able to develop them further. That should be the first focus in my mind. So, so Anya, you just gave a better version of adapt and paradoxes than I've ever given. So let me play back what you just said, I think, right? which is we live in a world that's ambiguous and we can't be sure what's going to come next, right? We just know it's going to come and it's going to come faster. Um, therefore, what we have to do is prepare ourselves to adapt. Mm -hmm. If we're going to prepare ourselves to adapt, there, you said two things, I think, both of which are right, right? One of them is you actually have to be capable of addressing all, all sides of the six paradoxes, which means you're going to have to surround yourself and engage with people who are very different from you and bring the team. Right? Um, I, I think that's exactly right. Right. So, Debbie, what would you add to that? I think courage is something uh, that is uh, very needed. Uh, if you look at what we've done, I think within PwC as well, right? We took, we had the courage to say we're going to be net zero by 2030. Something we don't exactly know how we're going to do it, but we know we need to do it. And then so sort of set that, take that stand, and then see how we're going to move there. And on the other side, which is paradoxical, but I think it goes very well hand in hand, or needs to go hand in hand, is vulnerability. To be able to to know like exactly what you said, Anya. You know, just know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, and, and embrace people around you that are better at that. So I think having that courage and that power of vulnerability is essential. You just did a wonderful version of Humble Hero, right? Yeah. So, because so, um, you have to have the humility to recognize what you're not good at and, and, and the vulnerability to be aware of it and, and work on it. But you have to have the courage to actually take decisions when um, it's a hard thing to do, right? And you have to have the courage to to move when it's a hard thing to do. That's a it, those don't cohabit easily. So I guess Anya, can I come back to you on this? The the challenge with the paradoxes they aren't by definition paradoxes. They just feel hard to do together, right? Um, how do people navigate things that feel intention? As you've been working with people, how do you help them think about that question? How do I be humble and but know to be heroic? Because humility causes me to equivocate a lot of times or not take action. Heroism causes me to be proud and say, out of my way, I'm going to go do it. How do you put things together that just feel like they don't belong together easily in one person? Well, two things I feel. One is staying close to our own values. So make sure that you're in line with what you truly believe in with the organizational values that you live up to as a leader. And the other one is consult with other people, right? So speak about it when you, when you do not know which side is the best to choose. And also be okay with the decision you took at that time, because at that time, it might have been the right decision. Not necessarily two days from now, but um, I guess do the best you can with the team around you, involving all their, uh, yeah, their experiences, their views 
in your decision finding? So this is where heroism is different, I'll take your last point, than it used to be. In some ways, we used to think of heroism as I take a decision, I persist, I persist, I persist, and I, and I, and I hit the wall. I'm Don Quixote, and I keep going to tilt the windmill, right? Um, what you said is it's a more subtle version of heroism. You're, you're, you're courageous enough to take the decision, and you're courageous, and you're able to explain the decision, even though there's no obvious answer. But you're also humble enough to realize that it's going to require some, some changes in adaptation in in real time, even if it doesn't lose the core idea of the decision. That's a different kind of notion of heroism than we're used to, I think. Mm-hmm. And and I think actually it touches also the point of high integrity politician, right? Because you have to be true to yourself, true to your values and your norms and in, in those of the organization, yet also a politic in being able to involve others, uh, doing the right stakeholder management to bring others across and also to admit sometimes maybe that you you may, you did something that might not be uh, right in this case, but was right at the time. So you have to bring people along. So I think that that concept bring, comes in here as well. So when we summarize, we, we have that very par- paradoxical world around us. We have organizations facing different challenges on, on every level. There's, there's threats mentioning in the, in the surveys. So that there's a lot going on. If you would give one advice out of everything that we discussed for each and individual leader out there, and maybe for organizations, what would that be? Debbie, you first. <laughs> one. Only pick one. Um, I'd go for authenticity. I think it's very true what you said earlier, Anya, is staying true to yourself, uh, uh, daring to follow your intuition, which is usually very right, is something that will help you navigate those paradoxes. I would go for that. Are you, Blair? So um, I, the, the thing I worry about in the conversation we just had is it feels hard, right? And 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 the world is throwing stuff at us really fast. And and so a, a danger is that you sort of say, this is overwhelming. I just don't know what to do. Right? And, 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 and what's striking to me is that the people who actually internalize the opportunities that, that are in front of us and, and, and accept the challenges and think about the paradoxes even reasonably well, actually, they have more fun and they're more hopeful. Right? Because essentially what happens is they see a way out of something that feels really hard. Right? I, I have to balance these things. And if I can balance these things, it'll work. And I have to keep this in mind. If I do, it will work. And, and, and so what I've seen is we've worked with people on developing as leaders in this way and dealing with the kinds of challenges that were described in the survey is that actually they're having more fun. They smile more, they get a twinkle in their eye and, and, um, and, and they just go for it. And then what happens is they become high integrity just because they're a better version of themselves. And then it becomes easier to do all these other things, right? So, and they bring people with them naturally. So the political part's easier because they're, I wanna be with someone who's having fun. I wanna be with someone who has hope and I wanna be with someone who thinks it's doable. So all of this sounds pretty tough and pretty complicated. It really isn't in a way. And actually, if you get it right, the world we're in is actually really, really cool. If you get it wrong, it's dark. It's incredibly dark. But if you get it right, it's really cool. And so so let's get it right. And maybe to add, yeah, to add to that, maybe just, uh, I think it's a very relieving starting point to think 
that you just can't get it right. Even the world becomes dark when you're taking the wrong decisions, as Blair just mentioned. But that's a nice starting point, right? To, to relieve that pressure from the executive leaders of the world that there's no way of getting it 100% right in the future. It hasn't been there so much in the past, but now definitely no way. So just try to find the best way and try to find the best people around you that can support you. Okay. Thank you so much for that conversation. Very enriching. I think a lot that we can take away. I hope the listeners can take away for their own leadership, for their organizations. I'm very much looking forward to the next episode with you guys. Mm -hmm.